Are the lights on? Good. Welcome to Listen with the Lights On. I'm Jessica Blaustein Marshall. And I'm Patrick Garrett. I'd like to tell the, the story of actually going ghost hunting. Okay. Ooh, all right. In, in Catskill with a guy named Johnny Graves. Johnny Graves. Oh, is that his real name? <laughs> he really is. That's really perfectly appropriate. <laughs> I feel like he just, he had that name he was born with. He's like, yeah. I can't do anything mother, else. His mother was a ghost hunter, apparently. It runs in families. <laughs> so this comes from a place of, of actual experience. Oh, yeah. This yeah. isn't just a story that you either made up or that you heard somewhere. No, no, no. Like that. I needed to um, do some research for a novel I was working on, and I wanted to go out on an actual paranormal investigation. There's this funny thing happens when a writer needs information. It suddenly appears. And I was at a Stewart's getting coffee, and there's a van, and it says paranormal investigation on it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, how, how interesting. So I took down the phone number, and I went inside, and sitting in the corner was a large, burly man with lots of leather and piercings and tattoos and bald. And he looks at me, and he, he just gestures with his hand, you know, come on over. And so, of course, I went, you know. Wait a minute. Did he see you looking at his van or did he, he saw just me, know? He saw me looking okay. at his van. And he, sa- and he said that. And he said, do you need something? I said, and I explained. I'm a writer. I'm doing research. I want to go out on an investigation. And we talked for a long time. He was very cautious about letting me do this. Um, and we talked a couple of times on the phone after that. And then he finally called me. And uh, he said, we're going out. Do you want to come? And they were going to what used to be a boarding house for a gunpowder mill in the Civil War era in the Catskill mm-hmm. area. And the owner said they had a lot of ghosts. They said they had someone who just sort of walked up the driveway and disappeared. They had a little girl up in the attic, and they had an angry ghost in the cellar. Oh. And they had done a lot of research on their own house, so they, they had a sense of some of the people who had been there and who it might be, and they thought the angry ghost in the cellar might be a foreign man who had died there. As you can imagine, at a gunpowder mill, there were a lot of accidents and yeah. um, a lot of deaths. So off I go with Johnny and his crew, which includes a bunch of people who are doing like the technical stuff, the monitors and everything, and his buddy Chico, who's a garbage man by day. So I'm with the line man and the garbage man. (laughs) And we get in the house and they tell us all about the ghosts and Johnny and Chico are like, to the cellar, to the cellar. They want to deal with that angry ghost. Don't you want to just see the little girl? (laughs) She just wants a friend. The angry ghost uh, (laughs) is bad news. Who wants the angry ghost? They wanted the angry ghost and they wanted him now. And the cellar was um, it was an old, old house, so it was just one of those stone, bare basements, pretty small, not much in it, the furnace and a bunch of canned goods on one wall, and and it was dark and smelly, and just as we sort of made our way down to it, it started to thunder and lightning. <laughs> I was like, what? Really? Who is managing this set? Seriously? <laughs> and Johnny said, that's great. He said, that brings them out. Said, okay. But I wasn't afraid. You know, I was there really with just a sense of curiosity. I wanted to see how this occurred live. I wanted to see what kind of people do this sort of work. I wanted to be with them and see what happened under any circumstances. So I had no agenda except to observe. 
and I found myself a little box, and I sat down on it, and the guys went to work. Now, Johnny is not one of these gadget ghost hunters. I've been out with other investigations since, and they bring all kinds of things that go boop, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 Cameras, recorders, the whole lot. All of that. Podcast machines. Johnny's old school. Taught by his mother, he just deals directly with the ghosts. Johnny deals with the dead. He said he also deals with demons a lot. I was hoping that would not be the case this night. And there I sit on my little box in the dark with the lightning going on outside. And Johnny and, and Chico start challenging the ghost. You know, the way, and the way you see it on TV. Yeah, you're such an angry ghost. Come on out. Show us what you got. Move something. Move this. Do this. Do that. And nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. And they keep at it for a while, and I'm getting bored at this point. I don't know why, but in my writer's mind, what I imagined was not an angry man. I, in my mind, saw like a teenage boy who was frustrated and, you know, being teenage petulant. And I started talking for want of anything else to do, and I used my mommy voice. Oh. Do you need help? We're here for you. Would you like to speak with us? And I tried different languages because they said it might be someone foreign. I'm going like, Sprechen Sie Deutsch, Palitaliano. And then I finally said, really, we're here to help you. And a piece of metal flew across the room. Wow. It didn't just fall off of something. It flew across the room. Wow. And we saw it. And I could see the guys. I was looking right at them. They didn't throw it, and their eyes were as big as mine. They went over and investigated, and yeah, it was just a small piece of broken metal on the ground. And they looked at me and they said, keep talking, keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, okay, I I can keep talking. And I tried some other languages. I think I asked the ghost if it wanted pizza or something. (laughs) And, And just kept talking very softly. And again said, if there's something you want from us, let us know. And a stone flew across the what? room. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, wow, I didn't really sign up for this, but, you know. And wow. the guys were like, keep talking, keep talking. Were they like, can we hire you permanently? <laughs> How I, did you uh, f- feel at this moment? <laughs> I, you know, I was okay. I'm this weird combination of both. I'm open to experience. I've had experiences before I did this that were odd enough that I don't discount possibilities but I can also be a skeptic you know and I want to make sure all the facts are checked and like I I was very clear that I was looking at these guys and they didn't throw anything I'm also very clear that I'm a writer and I imagine stuff all the time so I already had this character in my head of this teenage boy Um, was that real was that not real it didn't matter I was comfortable and uh, I said to the boy (laughs) that I saw in my head and the boy that I seemed to feel around me. Do you want us to leave? Are we in your way? Would you like us to leave you alone so you can just be here? If that's the case, just let us know and we will be out of here. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. And I had a thought. I thought, well, maybe he wants to leave. I've watched The Ghost Whisperer. I know about crossing ghosts over, but I don't know how it's done. So I looked at Johnny and I said, Johnny, do you know how to like cross a ghost? 
And he says, yeah, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, me and Chico, we got this. Uh, one-on-one material. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so simple. Uh, because I didn't want to say anything before that. So I, I addressed the boy again and said, do you want to leave here? Because if you want to leave here, I promise we can get you out. Just let us know. And a can flew up from the back of the room and landed right at my back. Wow. I, I was off that box so fast. Wow. <laughs> that was the most astonishing. It was just like right in Johnny's face. I said, are you, you can cross him, right? <laughs> get to work. Get to work. <laughs> get to work. Get to work. Because I'm going to go upstairs and have a glass of wine now. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> and, and we could hear on the monitor, you know, they were watching it upstairs. When we heard the guy upstairs, yell, holy what was that? <laughs> wow. So it had been picked up. And before I left the room, I calmed myself a little. I turned around and I said to the boy, be patient. I promise you we will get you out of here. I promise you. And then I left. There's a kind of a weird sequel to it, though. Oh. Um, I went upstairs and I talked to the little girl in the attic for a while. Nothing much happened. Uh, she's apparently a very shy ghost from the stories. When I came back down, Johnny was upstairs, and I said, did you, did you cross him? Because <laughs> I didn't want him following me home, let me tell you. My husband told me before I went out, don't bring anyone home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Johnny said, well, the, the owners want to keep him. Um. <laughs> I couldn't. I was so astonished at that notion. First of all, why would you want an angry man or a petulant boy where you keep your furnace? You know? <laughs> yeah. Near, near the important things, the guts of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In an old gunpowder factory yeah. where that could have residue. Doesn't the shed out <clears throat> back? Yes. <laughs> Which, you know, morally sounds weird, too. Uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, morally. I had, like, moral issues with it. Even if there was part of my brain that said, okay, Barbara, you just made all this up. This couldn't possibly have all happened. I made a promise. I promised that boy we would get him out. And I don't care if he's living or dead. A promise is a promise. Um, and I wanted to fulfill it. Johnny said he would talk to them again. He would try and figure it out. So I waited a couple of days, and I called him again. And he said, no, they just won't let him go. You know, it's just shades of slavery and, and hostage holding. I was going to say, it's, it mirrors a lot of moral things you think people are beyond in 2017. Yes, yes. Because if you believe this is a, a, the spirit of a human, by what right, you know, do you lay claim to it as your property? Uh, I, was, I was so angry. And it happens that my brother is a priest, so I called him for advice. I didn't know if he knew about, like, crossing people over. So I asked him, he said, well... I've never like specifically done that, and I haven't done it long distance because they weren't going to let me back in the house. He said, but I'll help any way I can. <laughs> I said, okay. And I thought, and I had another friend, a woman named Leslie, who is uh, primarily an animal shaman. I had interviewed her for my bird book, hmm. and uh, she's a lovely woman. So I called her. I said, Leslie, she said, I got a ghost problem. <laughs> there was a little pause, and she said, is it an adolescent boy? Whoa. I know. Whoa. <laughs> this is getting odder and odder. I said, Leslie, how did you know? She said, Barbara, come on. It's what I do. 
<laughs> I said, okay, and I explained everything that had happened. And I said, can you do a long-distance crossing? Do you know how to do that? She said, oh, yes, that's no problem. This is the 21st <laughs> century. Hello. <laughs> we have cell phones. Wi-Fi. <laughs> how often do you get to have these conversations with people? <laughs> So I arranged a day, and then it became kind of like a joke because I called my brother up and his friend, the nun. So it was a nun, a priest, and a shaman met in a kitchen. <laughs> Walk into a bar. <laughs> right. <laughs> to cross a ghost. <laughs> Why did the ghost want to cross the road? <laughs> um, and Leslie did her thing, which is very meditative and very quiet, and there's no bells or whistles. She's trying to, like, make a connection mm -hmm. with... Yep, she makes a connection. And she sort of described it, and she's very soft-spoken, very, you know, um, quiet about it all. She said, I, I can see the light now, and he is going to move into it, and, you know, all of that. And then she stopped, and she said, there's a little girl in the house who wants to leave. Oh, man. <laughs> May I cross her as well? <laughs> you didn't tell her about the... Wow. Uh, yep. Wow. <laughs> no, I said, yeah, get her go right across the street. Get her across. And we did all that, and um, it was done. And I felt a weight of relief. I mean, you know, there's part of me that I wasn't, like, participant in whatever was going on inside Leslie. I don't know what her experience of it was, except by what she tells me about it. And, you know, she asked me to encourage, and I did that. So I didn't feel anything, and nobody threw anything at me, which was kind of nice. But I felt relieved. You know, I had done everything I could do to fulfill my promise, and I didn't think the boy would be haunting me. <laughs> and, you know, after that, it was quiet. I never, um, I never heard back. I never checked back to see if the family still perceived having a ghost, an angry ghost in the basement. But it left me with just a couple of thoughts, and, and one thought was, this is why I fear the living more than the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The second thought was, how often do we hang on to our ghosts in other realms of our life? You know, emotional ghosts, memory ghosts, family ghosts, experience ghosts. And how do we know when it's time to cross them? And how, how do we cross and them? And how do we cross <laughs> them? Yeah. Sometimes you need friends. You need to get, get a by priest, a, a nun, and a shaman yeah. <laughs> in a room. You need to spin that into a real joke. <laughs> I know. Thanks for joining us. Listen with the Lights On is a production of WAMC. Our theme music is Grizzly Reminder by Midnight Syndicate. For more spine-tingling tales, check out our podcast or head over to WAMC.org.